All right, time to dive into what's going on in BC politics with the help of Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. They get knocked down and they get up again. What a great song to lead into a discussion of (laughs) the latest from our troubled ferry corporation. So let's see, where shall we start? Well, we just had another bad long weekend. So there's been two and the May one went badly and the... Uh, July the 1st, uh, long weekend, went badly. And the minister made himself available to the media yesterday, Rob Fleming. And, hey, you know what? He says the New Democrats have to respect the independents. Really? Since when? (laughs) So let's see. They rewrote the legislation that runs the Ferry Corporation, they sent in an N- a former NDP cabinet minister as chair of the board. She fired a CEO who had angered the premier's office and paid a million and a half in severance, installed her guy as CEO, but they don't like to interfere in the independence. They've done nothing but interfere in the independence of the ferry corporation. So the minister was uh, on the line Yesterday, what's going to happen next? Are we going to have another bad long weekend uh, coming up? Uh, you noted, Simi, BC Day long weekend is usually the busiest of the year. It sure is. And it also, from everything that it sounds like, particularly from the CEO of BC Ferries, it say this is going to be bad before it gets better. Yeah, he says that. Uh, the minister yesterday, however, Rob Fleming said we're going to do better next time, he said. It is up to the CEO and his team to do better next time. Uh, so I guess that's as close to putting down a marker as you can, uh, allowing for the fact that the minister really doesn't like to interfere in BC Ferry Corporations, but it does sound like he's told the corporation and Jimenez, uh, okay, you're the team, you're in charge, and you better make sure that we don't have a repeat of this next weekend because, Simi, the way the New Democrats have interfered, all the while denying they're doing it, means they're taking the political heat for what happened on the weekend. Fleming's a member for a riding in the provincial capital region, so Vancouver Island MLAs take more heat about the ferries than anybody because the ferries are absolutely central to transportation and the tourist industry on Vancouver Island. Does that mean that there's no big fix coming here, that there's no more money coming for things well, like, oh, we need to improve the shipbuilding industry, all those things that Nicholas Jimenez talked about? Yeah, you know, that's an interesting point. And uh, our friend Rob Shaw asked about this yesterday. The Ferry Corporation has this staff shortage issue, which we all know about. And one of the things the corporation has said is, we're going to have a wage reopener. So they have a contract. You're under no obligation with a contract to reopen wage negotiations. But the Ferry Corporation has said, we're going to do that. We're going to reach out to the union and we're going to go back to the table and we're going to try to sweeten the pay rates and benefits at the corporation in order to make it easier to attract uh, workers because there's a shortage of workers. Well, so, so Shaw asked the minister yesterday, is the government going to put more money on the table to pay for the extra cost of recruiting all those workers with a richer contract? Uh, Fleming said no. He said, we've already given 
BC ferries, <clears throat> clear your throat, half a billion dollars to see them through uh, all the troubles they have ahead. And they're going to have to pay for any wage increases out of that, just as they're going to have to pay for recruitment. The government stepped in, Simi, uh, gave them $500 million to stave off the need to increase fares by, hmm, I think the estimate was 10%. So the province is, um, I guess, as close as you can say to the minister's patience has run out with BC Ferries, and BC Ferries has been put on notice. They're going to have to do better. Oh, boy. Okay, and since you're talking to the transportation minister, then we should also ask about the, the port strike, even though that's a federal responsibility. Yeah, that's the first thing Rob Fleming said when he was asked about it yesterday, but he acknowledged that it's having a huge and a, a huge impact, a huge disruption on the BC economy already. So what does he want done about it? Well... That's where he stopped short. Uh, you know, there's a lot of calls out there for uh, the federal government's going to have to step in, as they did in the port strike in Montreal, and settle it. They're going to have to put everybody back to work. It's just too much impact on the Canadian economy. That's not what Fleming said. He's a dutiful New Democrat. The New Democrats uh, federally are opposed to federal intervention. The union is opposed to Ottawa intervening. They want negotiations, and that's the BC NDP position. Back to the bargaining table, fair deal at the bargaining table. Um, I, when you think about it, he really couldn't say anything all that different. Right. As you know, the BC NDP government has been failing to intervene for three and a half months on the Fraser Valley transit strike. Now, that doesn't have as big an impact on the economy, obviously, as the port strike, but it does have an impact on the poor people that were relying on the bus service in the Fraser Valley. So yeah. the government has sent in the famous Vince Reddy to try to sort it out, and that's one thing a government can do. But I think, Simi, the calls here in B.C. for federal intervention are going to increase. I think Ottawa is going to have to step in maybe as soon as later this week. And Vaughn, I'm glad to hear that we were also hearing from Health Minister Adrian Dix, because I've been wondering about that, especially with this whole shortage of transplant doctors. Yeah, Simi, you did the story on that earlier and had an interview on it. Uh, there is a shortage of transplant doctors in the province. Uh, we're actually, I, this is pretty discouraging, British Columbians who've do donated their kidneys, the kidneys are being shipped out of province because there's no ability to do the surgery here in British Columbia. So uh, Dix got asked about this yesterday. It was a, a healthcare announcement that he'd scheduled uh, upgrade to the hospital in Williams Lake. And, you know, <clears throat> he is very good at his job and he knows it in fine details, Dix does, but he's also very good at sidestepping. So he gets asked the kidney transplant question and he says, well, first line of defense, of course, with New Democrats is always, well, we're doing better than the previous B.C. Liberal government was doing. Okay, all right, you've been government for six years. That's wearing thin. Uh, second line of defense, he <laughs> says, hey, you know, we've uh, hired an awful lot of nurses. Yes, and some of them do help with transplants, but it really doesn't address the question. And he says, okay, well, you know, we need a health care human resources plan. And they announced one last fall, but it's a plan, right? It, it, it isn't dealing with the problem we have today. And nobody's saying it's something you can solve overnight, but the problem has built up for a while. So other than saying we're dealing with it, we're looking into it, we're going to try to fix it, uh, not much 
in the way of any kind of relief on the issue. Uh, the problem is going to continue, judging from what Adrian Dick said yesterday. It's another one of those, oh, this is going to take time to fix. But yeah. you've got to wonder at what point the public is going to go, you know what, I'm tired of hearing that. Yeah, I mean, the opinion polling on this stuff so far, Simi, is very encouraging for the New Democrats. You had an Angus Reid poll last week that indicated that people are uh, very unhappy on a bunch of issues. Uh, Health care waiting, uh, the economy, cost of living, housing affordability, uh, public safety issues. I mean, the same issues we've been covering again and again. The coverage has reflected that, and public opinion is reflecting that. But then when you get to the question of if an election were called today, which is not being done, how would you vote? They would reelect the NDP. So clearly the public is more patient. I would say, Simi, I've not seen the public this patient on major issues in many a year. Usually, British Columbians are just pretty damned impatient and noisy. Yeah. And if they think the government hasn't lived up to its record in, what, six years, uh, they're starting to talk about voting for the opposition. I would blame some of that on the opposition, which hasn't done a very good job and is busy rebranding itself. I think it also indicates a public patience. And as long as people are patient, this is the kind of answers you're going to get on stuff. I guess so, too. Also, wanted to ask you about what is going on with this medically-assisted dying at St. Paul's. Yeah, uh, Dick's got asked about that as well by my colleague Katie DeRosa of Vancouver Sun, and there's a piece in the paper today about his answer. That one, Dix says the government is going to deal with that. He says the health ministry is dealing with it. They're in conversations with St. Paul's and with Providence Health, the overseer organization that looks at St. Paul's. He says, look, uh, medically medical assistance in dying is the law in Canada. It's part of our health care system, and British Columbians need to be able to access it. So uh, I get the feeling he's in talks. He didn't say what the solution is, but I don't think he's got as much patience as he expects the public to have on the transplant issue uh, with St. Paul's and Providence. They're going to have to find a way to provide that particular medical services the way I took Dix's comments yesterday. I'm really surprised that it's taken this long to, to do that. Yeah, it's a case that cropped up, right? There was a woman who, as my recollection is, someone tried to access it at St. Paul's and got turned away. And, uh, you know, it may have happened before, but the publicity around that issue was what brought it to the forefront, and the government is now responding. It's, I mean, it's a clash of cultural values, right? If you look at it, um, it's been an issue, it was an issue for decades regarding access to abortion services, and now you're getting it there. But remember a few years ago, Dix intervened to take control of a hospice right, in, Delta. in Delta that was saying, we're not doing this, right? And he took control of it and, and put it essentially under provincial receivership. So uh, I think, you know, they'll, they'll give St. Paul's and Providence a chance, but I don't think they're going to get an awful lot of time. I think the province is going to insist on this. The province pays the bills. It's the law in Canada, says Dix. And we are in talks with them to resolve this. Well, it's going to be one to keep an eye on. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.